I'll tell you who does watch NASCAR probably. Jennings Dunker, corn fed offensive tackle, six foot five, three sixteen, big boy red shirt freshman at Iowa. So why do we care? There's a bunch of those guys. Well, they can't all throw a bale of hay like Jennings Dunker can. He threw a bale of hay and cleared a bar set 12 foot 6 inches high. No big deal. Won the wow. 20th annual hay bale toss at Beef Days in Salon, Iowa. <laughs> Tell you Beef what, days. they love it. This kind of thing plays in Iowa. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us, and thank you for your reviews. They're helping us in the ratings, just like I said they would. This is what they call low tide in the sports calendar. A lot of shows are doing Mount Rushmore's or ranking fast food restaurants and popsicle flavors. They can't find any sports to talk about, i.e. they're not working hard enough. Not us! We got sports. Are we talking about a lacrosse brawl and a hay bale throwing champion today? Sure. But I found enough football and baseball to clear all the minimum requirements for a sports podcast, as well as a wonderful quote from Bill Burr about the WNBA. India defeated West Indies 147 over 1 to 0, whatever that means. And cricket, what I'm saying is there's always sports if you look hard enough. I'm trying very hard also not to make this a baseball show. That's probably the most difficult part. Anyway. Gang's almost all here. Chris and I holding down the Ford HQ. Coach and John coming to us from their respective normal states. Angela's at work, so we got the no girls allowed sign on the door. Let's burn some dust here. Eat my rubber. You know, sports. Kyler got a massive new contract. Five years, $230.5 million with 160 guaranteed. Coach, does this put the Cardinals in position to win a Super Bowl? No. I still have a mental midget as a coach. That's going to be a problem. I'm going to check the odds on Cliff Kingsbury first coach fired. I bet they're nice. That, that might be uh, that might be something to put some uh, U.S. American dollars on. I saw yesterday that he's going to make forty six point one per year, and the Oakland A's who drafted him to the MLB have a team payroll of forty five million dollars this year. So i I would say he made the right choice. We knew football was going to be the the instant gratification sport, but I don't think he would have made this kind of money in baseball. I don't, I don't, we've talked about it the other night, uh, watching the, watching the Cardinals have an epic meltdown. That's not cured um, just by replacing or, or going out in the off season, getting one, one or two guys. They, they had a colossal meltdown after a stellar run really through the, through the season. They seven to I mean, no. They were they were doing some great things and and it just it was a I was I haven't seen a, a meltdown like that in a in a long time and it wasn't just from a player standpoint it was I mean a, a, an utter look I just remember seeing Kyler Murray and and the look of the sideline and him being totally lost at what to do I mean and that was you know everybody knows in the in the playoffs especially in the NFL 
things ratchet up a couple of notches. I mean, things, things, people get quicker, people get better. They bring their A game, you know, there's no, there's no lame ducks in the playoffs. And, and, and we used to say this in college is everybody's here because they deserve to be here or they, they are skilled enough to be here or lucky enough to be or whatever it is. They, they, they got here by getting here. Um, there, there's a reason, reason that they're all here. And that was, that's kind of the thing is in the playoffs, those, those guys, they got exposed pretty quick as as not being ready for that stage, and and I, I don't think that you cure that. I don't think that. I think that we might see something similar this year. I think they're going to do some great things in the in the regular season because you can you can catch a team coming in that that isn't quite ready or isn't quite focused enough. But there's nobody like that in the playoffs. It's just not happening. Yeah, I think it comes down to coaching in the playoffs um, totally much agree. more totally and. Agree. You know, I I haven't paid super close attention to um, Cliff Kingsbury in general because I haven't had to. But as he gets signed on the contract, you start hearing more and more talk about him. And, you know, a lot of the national guys are repeating uh, not as articulate, articulate, Lou. (laughs) I stumble over the word articulate. Uh, A lot of the national guys aren't really explaining it as well as Will at Game On did on Thursday night, just how bad of a coach Cliff is. He's just part of that group of uh, handsome Abercrombie models that got hired as head coaches at new offenses. And it worked in L.A. It's working in Green Bay, but it is not working in Arizona. Well, I I mean, John, you being a a man that looks similar to that, um, (laughs) you, you got you would know. I mean, Sometimes doors open for for people that are attractive. If you're ugly as a mud fence, things are a little bit different. I yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, the ugliest coaches in the NFL are some of the <laughs> some of the smartest ones. I mean, Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't know. Tomlin's a handsome guy. Uh, I yeah. I always love Tomlin, but usually if you're if you're a head coach and you've been in it a long time and you're ugly as sin, it means that you just are there at five a.m. and you leave at. 2 a.m. You know, well, you're proven like Andy Reid. Yeah. No, you don't get a nickname like the walrus without for nothing. That guy looks right. That's a beautiful man. That's and a body made the, by burgers. They, yeah. They call Absolutely. him the walrus with reverence, too. It's a respectful yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> well, I was wondering. And, and you, I was wondering what shifted you the. You go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm <laughs> you sorry. go, coach. I have a type. You go. No, I, I was just saying, you know, uh, and. When he got hired, everybody was baffled, especially here in Oklahoma, because, I mean, all the guy ever did was look pretty. I mean, that's all he did. He wasn't that great at Texas Tech. I mean, I, I didn't understand the hire to begin with. What, what did he win? Well, I mean, he didn't have a very good team, right? Who was his quarterback? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. And 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 I mean, uh, this may you know the uh, the cult following in Lubbock. I'm sorry, but you know, you're still living off the Mike Leach era. You yeah. still are. That they they he built an offense. He put it in there, and 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 everything is just a derivative of that. I mean, we can look at the quarterbacks that they've had, but going back to you know him specifically, when I could not believe that he had the resume to get that job. I couldn't believe that, that that was who they elected to go with. And then it only solidified it the first draft when he was sitting at his table with his with no socks on, 
No, and loafers and and making his pick while he was sipping uh, a cocktail. I was like, man, what is Arizona doing? Are they trying to get in the magazines? Or are they trying to win games? I, I didn't didn't understand that. But you know, boat shoes with no socks is a fireable offense in itself. It should Mike be. Leach. Now there's an attractive man, Mike Leach. He's a sharp looking uh, guy. I was wondering what put him over the edge to sign this because I remember. Kyler scrubbed all the Cardinals stuff from his social media and he put out that thousand word essay that nobody read. Um, (laughs) But he showed up to he showed up to voluntary OTAs and the team said that he demonstrated a bit of maturity when he did that. So they gave him a quarter billion dollars. Good luck with that. Well, that that's that's kind of uh, that's that's very political talk for. We know what this guy is, and and he is one of those unique players that on every snap can change the game. And there's there's only a short list of those guys in the league. And if you're fortunate enough to have one of those guys, you have to take care of. He's a weapon. He's he's a human video game. I mean, the guy is really he, but he's no different than anybody else. When you look at the X's and O's, you've got to have somebody that knows what they're talking about and can convince somebody that that. Hey, if you do this, we will win and we will win, you know, convincingly. But that I don't I didn't see that last year at all. I think he goes over to the side and once they get past the uh, all right, here's the deal. If the play breaks down, Kyler, you're just going to run around like a ping pong ball and, and score if you can. When, when when they get past that, I don't think there's any answers over there. And other coaches have that. Other coaches have that. Yeah, the trick is finding one of these difference maker guys who isn't a petulant child, who isn't going to scrape all the team memorabilia or the team logos off the website every time they get a little pissed off. I think that's the product of generation that is been pampered. I mean, he is what he's like the best high school quarterback. He's going to be a little bit arrogant. So. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but a lot of these guys, especially now that we see NIL deals and stuff, it's only going to get worse. I mean, people are getting exactly what they want by the time they're 17. They transfer high schools if they don't like the coach. They get paid millions of dollars and the world kind of bends to their whims. So it's only going to get worse. And it and it is what it is. We kind of created these monsters by by making so much out of them in high school that they start to function like professional athletes and start to function like the professional athletes of old that said, I don't want to play for that team. uh, So don't draft me. Uh, That was such a rarity is now a a full on thing. Yeah. It's the uh, instant gratification generation. I saw some throwback, uh, some throwback players though. I noticed a story from the New York times. I think it was, or the New York post. One of them turned out to be an old story from January that they were recycling to get clicks. And it worked. I clicked on it because it was two goalies in lacrosse fighting. And this was pretty sweet. They were at midfield. I guess you call it. One guy was taking forever to get his gear off. The other guy just shed it in about one second. And I thought, Oh, okay shirtless guy who just threw the gear off he's obviously got this but he he got taken to the ground and it looked like he lost the fight it was a bit of a disappointing fight maybe because they were goalies a lot of missed shots thrown punches that landed nowhere but what i noticed was the refs pushed the players out of the way stepped back they were going to let these guys go even more so than hockey so then as with many other things i found a rabbit hole and 
there are some legit fights like Shorzy type stuff. These guys are getting knocked out <laughs> because it's a it's a little lacrosse arena where there's, I don't know, 500, 3,000 people. And the best one I saw was a guy w- with his left hand. He's holding the, the other guy's jersey and keeping him at a distance with his right hand. He's taking his helmet off. And as he takes his helmet off with his right hand, he lets go of the jersey with his left, throws a jab. And then the hand that just dropped the helmet, he comes around and throws a right cross and knocks the dude out. It was beautiful. <laughs> I would suggest if you're bored, look up some uh, some lacrosse fights on the YouTube. Have you oh, ever played lacrosse, John? Fight. No, no, I'm from the Midwest. I don't earn. There's lacrosse and there's field hockey, and apparently they're different. <clears throat> that is not a Midwest sport. My high school, we had we had a fishing team. So I think if you have a fishing team, you do not have a lacrosse team. I like that. I like that. There's actually fishing scholarships. You can uh, you can actually go to college and and be on a collegiate fishing. Oh, you and OSU both have one. Nice. Wow, the old man dropped the ball, not telling me about that when I was a kid. Absolutely. Was Oklahoma State's bass uh, team is really good. Yeah. So you they're, guys they're got the real deal. So to review, Oklahoma State has a fishing team and a rodeo team. Yes. Yes, Man. and I will yeah, tell you right uh, down there. You know, if we're, if we're going to go ahead and bring up rodeo teams, the Princeton of the Prairie, Panhandle State University, is one of the best <laughs> in the country. The Princeton the of Ag. the Prairie. <laughs> that might have to be the episode title. Holy shit! The Princeton of the Prairie—that's fantastic. Is it really called Panhandle there. State I, University? I, yeah. I was a fighting yep. Aggie for two years, and, and I Winter. love them. Goodwell, shout out to Goodwell, Oklahoma. I know we have a lot of listeners, a cult following there. We, if not, we will after this episode, I assure you. But there is nothing there, nothing north of Field Hall, but uh, a barbed wire fence and about two strands were broke there in the <laughs> North Pole. That's it. It's it's always hotter there. It's always colder there. Nothing there. And the wind blows about 800 miles an hour. I'll tell you this, fun fun fact, when I was there on a recruiting trip, uh, we were in the middle of the campus. Some of the most, there's about four or five of the most, the biggest, most beautiful trees that you've ever seen. Of course, we were there in the middle of the night. I happened to ask the question of what is the ratio of, of girls to guys here as far as the students go? And, and, and I had a coach there that told me, he looked around and he said, well, I'll tell you this, there's a girl behind every tree. How about that? <laughs> as we're standing in the middle of the deal, there's some, Biggest trees that you've ever seen right there. I mean, and I thought, man, that's awesome. The next day, as we were driving out of town, I got to looking, and those were the only five trees from there to the horizon that I could see in any direction. That was about it. And that was about the ratio. I, I'm sure it's a lot better now. I know that that, that it wasn't. But when, when I was there, it was about 18 to 1, maybe 12 to 1, 12, 12 dudes to every every girl. So it was a target-rich environment. If you were a uh, if you were a rock solid six, you were a about a nine there. A nine with a bullet. <laughs> Come on. John, you'd clean up down there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know John, who might I'm gonna tell you right now, John would get off the bus and get mugged down there. That's how that would work. <laughs> because if you were remotely, I mean, if if you were a, a soft five like I was back in those days. You didn't have to have a chance. Have a you and, and let me just tell you, man. I mean, I 
I, I know that I've, I'm not quite billboard material. Well, back then I wasn't too bad. And, and I, you, you had to have some strong game up there. So anyhow, it was not. That's how you cut your teeth in the dating game. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was tough. It was a tough road. And, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, if you were uh, less than fortunate in your small pond, you would go there if you were a young lovely. And, man, you could really just have your pick. You would have to get the uh, have to get the shepherd's crook out and sift through them like pet pigs <laughs> at the fair. Just have a cull pen. No? Yes. No? Yes. That was old school Tinder before Tinder was cool, my man. That was real life. You stood out in the middle of the quad right there, and all you did if you were a Ah, uh, if you were a four in your hometown, you went there and you were automatically about a seven, maybe a soft <laughs> seven, and you would stand out there and they would come to you and you would sift them, just yes, no, yes, no, and it public and there was rejection, no hesitation in front of everybody, right there in front of everybody. That was real life Tinder, Tinder swiping, nineteen hundred and ninety nine. Oh, man. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not like what they saw when they looked at Leonard Fournette's most recent Tinder photos. <laughs> what he is, had, this is such a trend. Yep, this is Athletes the new thing. getting fat in the offseason. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's roll the dice. Every new season starts, whether it's not baseball because nobody gives a shit in baseball, but football and basketball, someone shows up fat. Yep. Hey. And it's my favorite. For it to be a story I, I, in I baseball, you have to show up like Kung Fu Panda, 400 pounds, oh, and then yeah. they'll talk about it. You guys remember Cruck? Cruck would yeah. show yes. up after the offseason and look like he really just fell out of the – you could literally put him on driving a Dolisi truck, and it would be exactly the same. Yep. He would be driving a, a Dolisi boy truck for, or playing first base. Poster boy for testicular cancer. First yeah, base. no. It's, it's great. I, 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 I don't know, Ed. That that Fournette deal, I mean, apparently him and I have the same off season regiment and uh I don't I don't think it's uh helped benefited either one of us. I think we're uh climbing the scales yeah. there. I, I don't they were they yeah, were definitely not that. happy about that. It it reminds me of and I think we talked about this, the old Eddie Lacey days where mm-hmm. every off season you would go in and Eddie Lacey about the time the end of the year he would start catching his stride and they you would think maybe this guy is gonna be valuable. Then he hit the offseason and come back, and he'd look like just, I mean, let himself go. He let himself go. I, I don't know how this happens. I think that's why I'm always so flabbergasted is that, I mean, especially in today's age where you're always on social media, you're you're out there all the time. Does he not have a strength and conditioning coach that sees him at one month in where he's maybe five to ten pounds above weight and says, Dude, you got to hit the treadmill or something. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like it's 1962 where they've been gone and nobody's seen them for four or five months and then they come back fat as shit. Like you're seeing them every day. You see the progression. I don't know why somebody isn't stepping in on some of these guys and saying like, no one's going to be happy if you show up like that. You like it or not, you signed up to make money off your body and you got to take care of it. Well, and it's it's the age old adage, John, of you got one job. It's just like a kicker missing the deal. I mean, we had practice kickers. They did one thing. And then when they missed it, people would be pissed. And rightfully so. Same with this. You have one job and you're a yep. you're a gazillionaire. So you can hire a guy literally to stand next to you for the three or four or five months that you're in the offseason and go, uh, we're not eating that. 
or slap that you, Sonic hot dog out of your yeah, hand. Not not only are we not pulling through the Sonic drive through, we get to the house, we're gonna have a five course vegan meal, and you can hit all you want there, cowboy. And then we're gonna go hit the run. I mean, they they have people there that can do that. Get a guy, get a guy. And I'd and be willing to bet the team would provide franchise. a guy. Oh, any any franchise, any franchise. I can see it happen one time. I can see you at the first offseason, you show up overwork, overweight and out of shape, and they go, whoa, dude, what happened? Not the next season, not the season after that, because then the, 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 the organization is to blame. Because now you know this guy does that. Go get him a guy. It's the same way with a guy that gets continually arrested. After the first time, okay, hey, hands up. We, we messed that up. Let me tell you now. Third string Billy over here, this is what you're doing. You're the guy. Go get – you're that guy's guy. And if he gets in trouble, you're in trouble. If he gets fat, you better come in here fat. And, and we're, I mean, I'm just saying, it, it it doesn't make sense to me. It's It's poor management on a fundamental level because, like John said, after about one month, if you think that a guy's, you know, remotely dangerous of entering that area – Aren't you checking with that guy about three weeks in going, hey, what are you looking like? What have you been doing? You've been sleeping till noon? You, you're hitting the sticks all night? Like you, you, you're living like a, like coach's kids? Or you are you literally just, uh, you know, up doing what you're supposed to be doing? I'm just saying. It, it, it falls on the organization as well. Because I understand that people, you know, uh, they have a right to live how they want. But it, it, that becomes a choice. Sleep till noon and hit the sticks all night. That sounds like an amazing day. That's just not a reality in our lives anymore as an adult. You don't no. appreciate it when you have it. No. Unless you're Cole <laughs> yeah. Cunningham, you don't have that life. <laughs> yeah, like that's a good point, John. Like you said, the team is acting like they haven't seen him in months. They gave him a three-year deal after he performed well on back-to-back one-year deals, and then uh, from the Bucks wire, it says coaches were not happy, and that's an understatement. When he didn't participate in the OTAs, but then he shows up at mandatory minicamp weighing damn near 260. Uh, oh that's not a good sign for a guy that you just spent a three year contract on. Yeah, very much hands up, like, oh, I, don't, I didn't know. Everybody's wanting to point at somebody else. Meanwhile, yeah. this is a, a lot of liability on a lot of people because it shouldn't be happening. Shouldn't happen. Not at that level. Nope. Not if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. If that guy is a key cog in your wheel, then you're taking care of that. You're you're calling that guy. You're checking in. Hey, FaceTime me, cowboy. It's lunchtime. What are you eating? You hitting, yep. you hitting the Wendy's? Because that's not going to work. <laughs> nope. Nope. Let's see here. Uh, Pete Alonzo was hitting the home runs, just not far enough. At the All-Star Game, congratulations, uh, baseball, on another great season. Um, they s- commemorated their season with hey, the All-Star Game. and I don't know. Baseball's sure. dead to me. R- real quick. Alonzo's a class act. And, and, oh, what a the, guy. The more I read about this guy, the more that I like about him. Um, and, and I just want to spend a couple of minutes saying that guy, man, not only did he win the All-Star, but he took his check. And and the check that he got paid, he literally cut it in half and sent half to like a first responders organization, half to like, you know, homeless kids or something, which is, you know, you think, okay, well, athletes do that all the time. 
we got to remember this guy isn't on a huge, you know, colossal salary. This guy's making the league minimum right now. He's not. Yep. He's not making a ton of money. So that was huge for him, and and it was a class act. I mean, I just love the guy. He's made more money in home run derbies than he has in salary absolutely. playing the season. Absolutely. Yeah, I had Pete Alonso longest home run at plus six fifty, and I had the the PGA funds in the account, so I made a borderline responsible bet. And boy, we lost that thing by two feet. Four eighty two Soto hit one to beat us to beat the four eighty that That's okay. Holy Bear hit. Plus in the money first golf's round. got another week, man. They're, those guys are generating wins. Yeah, they're they're on fire. It's it's like a money uh, tree. <laughs> this was the lowest rated all star game so far. So I don't know what that says about how Bob Manfred is managing his game, but I don't know. You put it on a, I don't know, just the way it's the best all-star game. I think the four sports, the four major sports have to offer, and it's still not great. I don't know what it is, why we can't get all-star games, right? Am I? Here's a question. Everybody was all pissed off that they couldn't wear their own team jerseys. Am I the only one that hates it? When everybody yeah. has a different jersey on, that drives me insane. Yeah. Now you can't you can't tell the difference. It looks terrible. It, it's, it's like the terrible. early color rush Thursdays where you're just like, oh gosh, that's hard to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Which I, I mean, John, you brought up a good point. I'm not shifting gears on you guys, but I'll tell you what, man. Some of these uniform concepts that have come out are really impressive. I I, I uh. I've seen, you know, the Bengals have a new one coming out this year that are good. I saw that the, white uh, helmet, the battle reds that uh, Houston is is bringing to the table that yeah. were strong. I mean, uh, the, yesterday uh, the the Jets, the gosh gosh dang Jets went ahead and dropped theirs. <laughs> and uh, man, that, I'll tell you what, they they look good. I, I, yeah. I really am impressed. And and hats off to the NFL for changing it up a little. My only deal is is you know. Let's not get away from the tradition. Anyhow, that's a topic for another day. But you'll notice the, the old best 80s ones. and 90s look back. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I, saw I was pa- just going to say what, Pat the Patriots coming back. The best Ooh. ones are the throwback because Dallas, their throwback ones look great too. Uh, we're kind of hitting a, a stage in design that the popular thing is just minimalist. And we realized that all of the best minimalist designs were in the sixties and seventies and eighties. So yeah, Pat, the Patriot, you got uh, Dallas, you know, those I've never liked New York giants um, helmets other than when they just had giants written on it. Like New York just looks dumb. I totally Um, agree. Yeah. And then the Cincinnati one's really cool because again, you're going back to a simple design. It's black and white and, uh, the stripes on the helmet has always been iconic. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, I was talking about this yesterday with, with my brother. When you go to buy a pair of shoes, just just you go buy a pair of athletic shoes, a, a pair of running shoes or whatever, it is really hard to get something simple. I'm talking mm-hmm. a, a solid color with a with a, 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 a contrasting swoosh or logo or whatever Adidas calls their thing. Uh, you know, um, but it's hard to find shoes that are just basic. And it's good to see that they're getting back to that because it is such a classy look. There's a reason why Penn State has the best uniforms every year because they're simple. Keep it simple. Yep. These these ones that look like clown throw up as you as they trot out on the field is terrible. This mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Yep. At different strokes for different folks, I guess, but no one wants to see neon green and, and purple and orange together. You know, no. I, I just 
I love the fact that we're going back and they're tweaking it a little bit, but they're not going to the extreme with it. It's it's cool. I I like it's going to be great old, this year seeing some of these. Yeah, I like those old Bears jerseys. It's just the solid navy with the orange numbers, mm-hmm. and I think they have the solid navy helmets with the number on it. Those are mm-hmm. cool. I like the Denver Broncos ones that everybody hates with the weird socks. I love those. Oh, I love uh, the old school D on the helmet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys, I, I know, John, you guys living there, you probably get sick of it or whatever. But whenever I see the old, all I can think of is Carl Mecklenburg, 77, trotting out there and there being snow on the ground at mile high. And it just being, you know, those are, that's a, those are iconic looks, man. And, and uh, they should never should have got away with that. I don't like the horse, but that's just me. Yeah, there was a phase in the 90s where uh, they tried to make every logo look fast straight out of the 90s if they kind of redo that and doing that a lot. And they just need to go back to the old school. So Chris Sale found out Ball Don't Lie is a real thing. Um, if you remember a couple weeks ago, he trashed a Wooshox fucking clubhouse, dude. A couple uh, TVs were broken. Some drywall was wrecked. Um, during a 13 to two loss to the Yankees, he took a line drive off his hand and immediately walked off the field with a disfigured pinky finger. I mean, the ball wasn't even done rolling and he was almost back to the dugout. <laughs> he had surgery. He's hoping to pitch again. He said in his interview, when he talked about it, he said, some of this stuff you ask, why me? Come on. <laughs> Mm, says the guy who cut up jerseys because he didn't like the way they looked or way they. Oh, felt. that's right! I forgot all about that. Just the temper oh, tantrum. I think I might hate this guy. Yeah, he's a little bit of a turd. Um, yeah, I think psychologists would call it a lack of emotional regulation that he has. <laughs> why me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why me? I'm making. I don't even want to know how much money he makes. He's a ace starting pitcher. I don't want to hear anybody making that money say, why me? Ever. <laughs> no. Ever. He's like yeah, an extrovert wait. Zach Granke. I used to work for an old guy at a golf course, and he, occasionally we'd have some people that come through and work, and he, he, every now and then he'd be like, that, that, kid, that, that one's a bad seed. And that's what that is. That's a, that's a bad seed. You're not going to uh, you're not gonna correct that. That that's, comes from years and years of, like John said, of, of being the best guy on the field and, and getting the best and, and doing the best. And it just, God, that's just a terrible attitude. It's a terrible look, and it's hard to get behind a guy like that if he's in your clubhouse because he's going to bitch about everything. He's going to have a problem with everything. I will say maybe the one exception to that is Strasburg because that guy can't seem to not be uh, injured. I mean, that- it, that's one where it's like, gosh, that sucks. I mean, he's still making a lot of money, but uh, just injured every year. And he was such an elite prospect coming out. Oh, man. It's got to suck to have your career just completely determined by injuries. Yeah. He was, he coming out, he, he was one of the bigger, uh, I mean, just phenomenons coming out. And mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's a really talented dude, but even, even that guy, he doesn't display the, just sucking stink attitude that that sale has. I mean, that's just a when they stick a microphone in front of your face, you know, no matter what it is. I mean, we're not talking about on a, on the heels of a heated loss. The guy just oozes, uh, you know, stink attitude. I mean, that's just a bad look. Just a bad look. 
Joey Gallo is hitting 161. That's a bad look. Lou Gehrig hit 143 with Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> this guy's hitting like fucking 10 points higher. Than- what? I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna make that Juan reference. Juan Soto so many turned times. down a 440 million dollar contract offer. Mm-hmm. He will be traded. People who know are saying he could get closer to 500 million. I heard the Cardinals reportedly the favorite to land him. I would really. Oh hate my gosh. That. Sure. I don't know what it would take not? to land Juan Soto. Is he really that good, or is he just really well, good and 23 years old? And he has Scott Boris. Yeah. Oh, that's what I there was just to say. Scott Boris. But here's the thing on that. I, I listen to sports radio here locally. Tell me how that offer was very uh, organization friendly. And I, I was like, I don't, I don't know that any offer of that magnitude ha- is organization friendly. I don't know that you can convince me of that. And they did. They spent an hour talking about how this contract here, here locally was set up to benefit the organization and not him. And, and that's why he said no. And I, I just don't know that I agree with that. And I, this would be a good one to ask Will on because he's going to probably know a little bit more about it. But I talked to Oracle a little bit about this yesterday. It, there's no contract of that magnitude that could be that organization friendly other than you just decided that you didn't want to play there. Um, and, and which I can understand. Come out, come out and just say that. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. And I've enjoyed my time here, but I'm, I'm not going to play. Here. And, and mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I, I'm a very black and white thing thinker when it comes to um you know contracts and that nature is you either you're either riding for the brand or you're not and if you're not then then just declare that just say this is what i'm doing and i'm okay with that i'm okay with i'm not okay with that in the middle of a playoff run or in the middle of the season but you know i don't like the fence sitting as as a fan or as as a uh, someone who watches a lot of sports i hate the fits the fence sitting and i hate someone trying to convince me that you know, things that are obvious aren't what they seem because that's not true. And there's no contract of that magnitude that you will ever convince me, you know, is going to be all organization friendly. It's just not. Yeah. And, and so I, I do think he'll get the money that he's looking for. Someone will pay it. The Yankees will pay it. And, and they need him. Have you guys if, seen if the records lately? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're a baseball player, I think you have to understand, and I'm sure they do, that baseball is the most regional sport. And if you really want to make money, um, you got to be in a big market. So I, yeah. I understand if if he doesn't want to be there. Uh, maybe he wants to go somewhere where there's a big market. But you always see these guys land um, with somewhere where they're just willing to pay them with a small market and, and there isn't really a chance for them to win. So... It, baseball free agency is a little bit different. There's so much money, but at the same time, um, you know, the largest offer is probably going to come from somewhere you, you that isn't going to be uh, championship worthy. Don't you think, John, that there is baseball, unlike any other, there is such a difference in the um, small market and big market uh, competition. It, it's almost like kind of what you're saying is and what I hear you saying is, this one of these small market teams will put all their chips to the center and buy him, and that's it, and that's yeah. the way it'll be, and and they'll pay him that gross amount, versus a big market team that just has the money to to pay him, and and a lot of it I I feel like in baseball more than anything else, 
the player can dictate what route you want to go. Are you chasing rings or are you chasing money? If you're chasing money, then you're going to go play for the Minnesota Twins and get the largest contract in MLB history for the next 15 years. Or mm-hmm. are you going to go chase a ring and play for the Red Sox and and not and, you know have a four- or five-year option? I, I wondered when I read that contract with him why he didn't fire back at him with the three- or four-year option. And, and, and I mean, I guess that it's all in what you're trying to do and what you're thinking. Uh, you know, everybody wants to be signed to a long-term deal. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure Scott Boris knows. I'm sure oh, Scott Boris has snagged a couple of these kids. I'll give you the top three from the recent MLB draft. Ready to feel old? Number one, Jackson Holiday, son of Matt Holiday, shortstop mm-hmm. from Stillwater High School in Oklahoma. Number yeah, two, I saw Diamond. That. Number two, Diamondbacks took Drew Jones, center fielder of, you guessed it, Andrew Jones at, from Wesleyan High School in Norcross, Georgia. Number three, Kumar Rocker from Amazing Racist, John Rocker, right-handed pitcher from Tri-City High School in Troy, New York. Stillwater, this uh, this Jackson Holiday, he's a he's a big deal down there, I assume, yeah? Oh, I got I got the uh I got to see him a couple times this year. He uh yeah, he is the real deal. Um, he's he's good. I will say he didn't hit a home run off Cole Cunningham, which is uh, uh, there's a kid at Westmore that that owns that only one this year. So, but uh, no, he's good. He's good and he's legit. Um, I, I that was kind of the talk going into the draft that he was going to be the number one guy. The kid, the kid can, uh, kid can play. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that that pans out. I think. You know he's he's awful young, but when you when you go that high, you know you're going to get paid, and and that's great great for him. And you want to talk about a, a a family of baseball up there? They've they've kind of got it going on. They've got a whole you know between him and Josh and all of them. Yeah, and the and the Cubs picked up McGuire's son. I did see that Cubs got a pitcher, pitcher, yeah. six foot four pitcher. Ooh, so, big boy. And yeah. and they also uh, signed Horton. Since we're uh, going to go ahead and segue into Cubs chat, <laughs> they signed Horton, uh, which I don't know if you guys remember that, but you know that guy made some money during the uh, College World Series. I mean, he really, uh, really pitched his way into the to the first round. I think he was projected as a second rounder all along, and and he just was dealing during the World Series, which you know allowed OU to make the deep run there. Um, he's he can. You know, I like that kid. He's a competitor and and he's kind of kind of scrappy and I was glad to see the the Cubs take him in the first round too. So the Horton kid. Gosh, are we it, we're seeing more and more especially in baseball the the players kids um being drafted and and Vlad Guerrero Jr. all this <clears throat> um over the last couple of years. I mean, how much of an advantage do you have if your dad played in the league? I mean that's it's crazy. We're just seeing reiterations of old all stars uh, in their kids right now. It's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, I, yeah, that the Jackson Holiday deal is perfect because not only did you have a dad that played in the league, but you had an uncle who ran the Oklahoma State. You know, as the head coach at Oklahoma State. So you you talk about facilities and things that you could you know. And he he played on that team. I mean, this year it had Gunner Gundy, and it had you know. I mean the, the the facilities and uh, availability to excellent education. We'll just say that. And I, I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not standing on a 
on a platform saying that these kids, you know, are, are they they don't have talent or whatever. They've they've made that of themselves. I'm just saying the the availability to have the best training facility to be able to grow up and and have the education of greats of great people that have done it at the highest level. I mean, these guys aren't taking taking lessons from uh, the D3 coach that that is coaching their their seven U team and mm. and and giving uh, hitting lessons in his garage. They're going to you know, take lessons from pitching and hitting lessons from the best in the game at the time. Right. So, yeah. Or, they're going or people to, that have done it at the highest level. They're going to pro baseball Academy. You have your dad sitting you down saying, no, when the boosters come at you, here's what you do. Now here's how you deal with these agents. Now this yeah. guy is going to come over and promise you the world. He's full of shit. You're going to want to go over here and do this. These young kids, the deer in the headlights, they have none of that guidance. You know, they're right. going to get led down some NIL roads and regret some of their decisions. Well, it's definitely the, a the business part path. is as big as the as big as the athletics part. I think as far as preparation for the league, sure. And and I think baseball is different than basketball and football. <clears throat> Sorry, because it's a highly skilled sport um, that takes a lot of money to develop that skill. Because in basketball, you don't need another person; you can just shoot hoops all day. You don't need a lot of money. In football, if you run fast and can catch a ball and can tackle somebody, you. You don't, that's not a skill you need to develop nearly as much as, uh, getting your curveball to break and hitting a curveball and all that. And you said the second players from Norcross, Georgia. And it reminded me, cause I used to work in Norcross that, um, I, I worked with a guy who said it was five to $10,000 to have his kid play base down there. So you can't tell me that it's not, um, it doesn't take money to get to the pros because it starts in fifth grade. They're playing against the best. They're developing that skill at a higher rate early on that I, as somebody who played like an in-house league and then went to the, went to the high school team, it's night and day. I mean, you, these kids get their 10,000 hours in before they even hit high school. So they know that curveball's coming because they can see the spin that three sec or half a second for uh, quicker. So it, it's no surprise to me that rich kids are starting to to dominate the top of the draft. Well, baseball is that that anomaly that is so different, and and mm-hmm. you could take a baseball, you can take a baseball kid and transplant him in another sport, and he would be just fine. You can't take another sport athlete no. and transplant him in baseball, and they'll be just fine. It doesn't no. work like that. Baseball no. athletes, baseball kids, baseball is just a different animal, and and that's where. You know, in, in, in looking and talking to baseball coaches, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, there's no shortage that will tell you that is a different animal. Same way with softball, same way. I mean, you just can't, you can't find those guys out of high school walking around that are massive athletes and plug them in and then be successful. It's just, it's totally different. NASCAR is doing something totally different. They're going to race the famous Chicago Loop. The only thing I know about the Chicago Loop is when I was a kid, my father planned trips around living in fear of it. We got to leave at 2 a.m. So we hit the loop before rush hour. We can hit the loop. From what I remember as a child, if you hit the loop during rush hour, you were going to die. Um, <laughs> so what they're going to do is they're going to race NASCARs around this thing. July 2nd, 2023 will be the first one. Evidently they ran a virtual race 
during COVID and thought it was a good idea. They talked to Lori Lightfoot. She don't know which fucking way is up. She agreed to it because it's money. Um, it's 2.2 mile, 12 turn road course that includes Lakeshore Drive, Michigan Ave, and Columbus Drive. Passes through Grant Park. Go past Soldier Field. The start and the pits are going to be along South Columbus in front of Buckingham Fountain. Um, all that stuff means something to you, John? I don't know what these places are most of all. Yeah, I used to live there. I mean, in the loop. I used to live in the loop. And that sounds like an absolute. I'm looking at Over the under 1.5 drivers get carjacked. <laughs> is it? Is it? A, I haven't looked at this, guys. Uh, one is a given. I, it, one is minus 400. It's that second one. Is this an oval? Uh, what, what no, kind it's of a road course. It's no. a road course. Okay. I'm oh, gonna, dang. I'm, they're going down to Roosevelt? Okay. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Um, Two, three carjackings. Easy. Uh, okay, so that's right. But okay. Um, so that wasn't where I lived. I lived more northwest in the loop. But um, I'm thinking this is a nightmare logistically because um, I, I remember they used to have to block off my street because they were filming the Batman and then they filmed uh, an Apple TV show. And it was just like trying to get home trying to navigate anything and you just had some production assistant saying like, you can't go through there and you're just like shove it. And then you just go like, it's going to be a logistical nightmare to keep people from actually living their lives because there's going to be half a million people that live right where they're racing. So I, I'm interested to see how smoothly this goes, because if I know one thing, you hit it on the head, Lori Lightfoot took it because it's money and, uh, and we'll figure out the rest later. It's like, hey, let's put a roof on Soldier Field. Like, that's not going to work. If that would have worked, we would have done it. So, you know, we're not going to figure it out later. It's going to be a huge nightmare. And also, yeah, there's probably going to be some some crime stories that come out of it. Where are Can you going to put spectators? contrast of cultures? Yeah, and this also makes sense. Like, do you, you think people that live in the loop um, – I, I wouldn't think one like person fans? watches NASCAR. And that's, of course, it goes beyond the loop. Uh, if you go into the suburbs, uh, I don't think anybody watches NASCAR. Uh, so it's not not too many uh, Dale Earnhardt flags streets. flying today on, no. a, on a Saturday in Joliet, no. Illinois? or where? No Denny Hamlin, no Mark Martin mm-hmm. throwbacks. You got to keep going. No Sterling Martin, no goddamn Daryl Waltrip. Was Sterling Marlin? You go go get a little bit Sir. further west in Chicago, and when you start seeing that corn, you're gonna see some hay bales stacked up with the number three on it. You gonna That's stand right. there and tell me you ain't got no Mark Martin, no Sterling Marlin, no Daryl Waltrip, number seventeen flags, no Dale Earnhardt clocks in there. Husker dudes, Husker dudes. <laughs> I I used to work in restaurants, and uh, when I lived in Peoria, and people watched NASCAR. And they'd be like, can you put on the NASCAR race? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'd do a lap, come back, and they'd be like, can you turn on the audio? I'm like, hell no. Why would you turn on the audio? <laughs> boogity, 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 boy, let's go racing. Uh, it just sounds like cars driving. <laughs> can you turn on the audio? I got to hear Daryl Walter. <laughs> We're not turning hey, on the audio. Uh, no, that's a that, – man, that's a – that's going to be interesting. That is going to be so interesting. And, and I was kind of surprised when they said that, that they were going to announce that. So it'll be, uh, it's going to be fun to, fun to see that transpire. 
I, does anybody feel like that's going to be a one and done deal? I, mm-hmm. I do. I feel oh, like yeah. that's a possible. It's going to be a, a, a one time deal, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, that was a interesting experience." Kinda Tell like, you what, uh, I would love to see, and what actually would be awesome is if they did uh, like a flat track style street race on Lakeshore Drive, because you could just put all the spectators. Um, uh, on the side of the barricade on the beaches and everything. And I mean, people already basically race on Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> so it, it would be awesome to see that. But, you know, the track that they laid out, I, I just don't see anybody turning out for that. They should do a road race in Milwaukee, but like an amazing race type situation where everybody starts at one location and that say Northridge and then everybody has to steal a Kia and run, get around maybe. <laughs> veterans somewhere downtown i think that's probably unsanctioned and going on right now (laughs) these kia boys these kia boys if you don't if your kia is not tied down they're gonna take it and they're gonna do donuts in it i'll tell you who does watch nascar probably jennings dunker corn fed offensive tackle six foot five three sixteen big boy red shirt freshman at iowa so why do we care there's a bunch of those guys. Well, they can't all throw a bale of hay like Jennings Dunker can. He threw a bale of hay and cleared a bar set 12 foot 6 inches high. No big deal. Won the wow. 20th annual hay bale toss at Beef Days in Salon, Iowa. <laughs> Tell you Beef what, days. they love it. This kind of thing plays in Iowa. They love it. it. I should. found a dozen, at least a dozen articles about it. Like, this is not a multiple news article deal. But in Iowa, it is. In rural Iowa, and when football is on the horizon, and Jennings Dunker is hucking bales 12 feet in the air, oh, they care. They care a lot. Coach, does, is this going to translate to the football field? Would you be impressed with this from uh, your tackle? I, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I mean, that this, you know, I, I used to, uh, I've attended some festivals as far as these, uh, Scottish festivals where they throw the they have caber tossing and things of that nature, and it's the same kind of deal. I mean, strength is strength, and 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 you know, hats off to this guy. When you said the name Jennings Dunker, I, I thought we were looking at a sprint car A feature results from last night. But uh, pretty pretty impressive. This young man doing some great things, and I'm sure that that it takes a lot of strength to do that. I I have would be impressed. Absolutely. Takes What's a lot to strength? be impressed about. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell you what else takes a lot of strength standing in front of AJ Dillon when he's running at you full speed with a football in his hand. Um, <clears throat> the Kenosha Kingfish have or had a mascot named Elvis. He's dead now. <laughs> he's um, dead. Trey Meyer is the young man inside the crown fish costume. Uh, minor league baseball team, South of Milwaukee, the Kingfish. The kid has tweeted since, so he's not actually dead. Um, it looks like he didn't know that it was, he was told wow. when he got there by the public address guy. He said, right when I found out about me doing the Oklahoma drill, I actually texted my dad. Um, I was like, guess what? Who's, guess who's about to do the Oklahoma drill against AJ Dillon? And he texted me back. He was like, what? You got this. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't have it at all. I don't think his dad knows what an Oklahoma drill is. No, it's um, clearly somebody uneducated. It looked like Dylan 
took about 50% off upon further review, but he still absolutely demolished him. He hit the kid. The, the head went flying. The fish head went flying opposite direction. Um, this kid is five foot nine, 150 <laughs> pounds soaking wet. And AJ Dillon is six foot two fifty, all muscle. Um, <laughs> they put a chalk outline where he fell on the baseball field. There's a chalk outline shaped like the mascot. As they should. Which, <laughs> it, honestly, is it weird that their mascot is the kingfish? Yeah. How many? What is the large kingfish population in the greater Wisconsin area? Seriously. The kingfish yeah. is a saltwater fish, is it not? I believe why, so, why, isn't it? Why? Are we going for king salmon? Is that what they're yeah, going for? Yeah, I mean, for? now that would make sense to me. But uh, back to this, that whoever trotted this young man out there <laughs> ought to have their really head examined because <laughs> yeah. that, this this was, I mean, I'm surprised the kid is not physically hurt. He, yes. he got thunder rolled like beyond belief. I mean, it wasn't even... I felt bad for the kid watching it. I watched it two or three times and was like, I, I just don't understand who thought this was going to be a grand idea. It, Oklahoma it was, drill illegal in about 27 states. Uh, it's <laughs> devastation. It's the, the, what he did to that kid. I was surprised that, you know, I mean, that was bad. That was like charges bad. <laughs> but it was, uh, one thing we need to talk about is how awesome this mascot and the outfit is in general. It's a fish with yeah, a crown. No, no argument I here. mean, there's a lot going on in this mascot. Yeah. It's a fish with a baseball for a head, wearing a crown. And, of course, since it's king, it's named Elvis. That's yeah. just a lot of things. The marketing department all had four great ideas, and they're like, put them all together. <laughs> We're using them all. Yep. We're using them all. Hey, there's no, there's no better advertising people in the world than minor league baseball oh, yeah. marketing department. Those it's guys. like one step above used car salesmen. Absolutely. Just, just barely, just, just barely. barely. The only thing that they're missing is dollar bills on rods and reels, reeling people in, getting <laughs> yeah. them to the stadium. I'm just, I'm just, just telling you what, man. That was a, it was a great idea in theory, but good gravy. And I hope AJ Dillon sent the kids something because that was, uh, yeah. I ha I haven't seen uh, a mugging like that since someone put a banana in my pants and turned the monkey loose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the know. the old Mike Tyson quote? Broke my back, spinal. Yep, spinal. <laughs> I broke my back. Oh. <laughs> He's dead. Oh man, he did cut him in no. half. It was uh, <laughs> devastation. This it's like the pros versus Joes. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. It wasn't even wasn't even that because this wasn't even a Joe. <laughs> this was like a a Jimmy. This was yeah. This was a, a little. This was a marketing intern. This Joe's, was like that. This was like that little short kid, the spark plug yeah. at your football practice. Yeah, who came Joe, up to yeah. you the first day and told you he was going to make the team. Or what Absolutely. did he say? That's that's exactly like that. He said, uh, "Yeah, he's he's a football player, and he's yeah, flexing I'm a football up. player. That's him. Yeah, dude, that's what this kid was. It was uh, like Joe's kid neighbor that plays <laughs> video games and skateboards in the front yard and just got snot bubbled. Oh, yeah." There were snot bubbles. Absolutely. Absolutely. He Absolutely. was lightheaded after that one. There was 15 seconds there where that kid forgot the reality of the situation he was in and, and probably immediately regretted that decision. He just Speaking woke up in a kingfish 
mascot. Yeah, I'm in a kingfish mascot <laughs> in the middle of rural Wisconsin. It's things have gone bad. Speaking of forgetting where you are and immediate regret, Brittany Griner is still in Russian <laughs> prison. Who cares? If this was your cousin or mom, nobody would care. But Brittany is an athlete in a sport that a lot of people pretend to support. It's like women's soccer. Yes, you're winning, but who is watching? Who is buying merchandise? How much money are you bringing in is always the question at the end of the day, whether you work for FIFA or Tony Soprano, Tony being the more reputable of the two. You only know Brittany Griner's name because of this incident, most likely, if you know it at all. You barely know who she is, and she's a seven-time All-Star and a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Like, this chick is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer in the WNBA. This Mm -hmm. WNBA legend has to go to Russia because her pace sucks so bad here, she makes four times as much playing over there than she does winning championships in America. This is what I mean when I say people pretend to support. Hashtags don't pay the bills. You need to actually go to these games and watch them on TV so they can get ad revenue up. Then you can start paying these women a respectable salary. Because this is bullshit that our pros have to go to Russia to get paid. Bill Burr had a wonderful quote about it that I thought was very poignant. He said, this is a long one, as if she said, Look at the WNBA. They have been playing in front of 300 to 400 people a night for a quarter of a century. Not to mention, it's a male-subsidized league. We gave you a league and none of you showed up. Where are all the feminists? This place should be packed with feminists, faces painted, wearing jerseys, going fucking nuts like the guys do. None of you went to the fucking games. You failed them. Not me, not men. Women failed the WNBA. Ladies, name your top five WNBA players of all time. Name five WNBA teams. Name the WNBA team in your city. You can't do it. You don't give a fuck about them. End quote. I think uh, he went a little hard in the paint, but he's not wrong. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, synopsis of Bill Burr's quote. Anyway, mm-hmm. she was arrested for cannabis possession at the Moscow airport. I wonder if she brought it there or she bought it there. I don't know, but. Her, her detention has been extended four times. She could get 10 years in prison, which is about 50 in soft American years. It's like dog to people calculation. Mm-hmm. Russian prison probably doesn't have HBO Max or uh, an elliptical. Yes, she's a political football, but she's also a moron. That's what I think. I think her whole fuck this country attitude is probably softened a little bit. Yeah. LeBron threw his oh, two cents in. Yeah, I saw LeBron did. Of course he did. Um, well, I mean, I, I think in general, it's like any American that's detained, bring them home. And uh, there's there's people in front of her in the line uh, that are, are getting skipped over because she plays a sport and whatever. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think the thing that bugs me the most is, is <laughs> everybody loves to attack the people who take Saudi Arabia's money. But nobody wants to attack the person that takes Russia's money. Mm. But so that's that's the thing that stands out to me, and that's a separate topic. Um, I, you know, regardless of who she is, she need uh, she's being detained, and it's on trumped up charges. Uh, they need to bring her home. But there's a lot of people that were detained before her that also need to be brought home as well. Why doesn't she bond with one of those dragons and ride it home? Couldn't she do that? John, I disagree. I, I don't. You think we need to leave her there? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to step out on this deal because I here we I really, go. This irritates the crap out of me. 
this whole deal irritates the crap. If Chris was in here, he would be fired up. But <laughs> how would I be different? Would I be different if I was? That's what I'm saying. If this was to your buy cousin, a bag and get get blazed up with my with my buddies and then roll through the airport. Would it be different in Amarillo, or Amarillo, Texas, or or in Oklahoma City if I rolled to the airport with a dime bag in my in my in, in my suitcase and thought that I was just going to get wanded through? Wait, go ahead because you're with the WNBA. Bill Burr's exactly right. You, you want to be mad at somebody? Be mad at the people who didn't support them to begin with because they had to go over there. And and mm-hmm. secondly, you know uh, the thing that irritates me about this whole deal is is that all of the people want to. Stand up and go, we should bring her back. We should bring her back. Why is she different than any normal Joe ever? Why Why is that? I mean, and and he is a little bit out there as far as the WNBA goes because they have shifted. They were a single entity uh, ownership organization, and they shifted. They realized quickly that wasn't going to make any money, so they went with a corporate deal, and, and, and it's allowed them to expand the franchise. But when we look at the, the totality of circumstances, no one watches the WNBA. It's exactly right. He's exactly right. You can't name five players. And, and I, I, I don't think we need to bring her back. I don't think she's any different than anybody else. Here's my thing. When we do bring her back, what does that look like? What does that look like? Still going to bang the drum that America sucks? Because why, why on earth would, would we want to bring you back when you, you were championing the cause of socialism to begin with? And now you see it and you don't like it? I mean, this, this is a generational thing that irritates me to no end. We stand on a mountain and we say, well, this sucks and you suck and everything sucks around here. And then when you get a taste of what's on the other side of the fence, you go, oh, well, what, wait a minute. I mean, and, and, and I'm OK with that. That's how you live and learn. But when you come back, what does that look like? Do you come back and go, hey, I was wrong. I live in the greatest country ever made on the face of the earth. This place is wonderful. I, I did not realize when I went over there how it could be. But my money's on the fact that she comes back and is bitter at the people for not acting sooner or bending over backwards. Somebody should fly over there in a personal jet and say, if you don't give us give, give us this lady back, we're going to do X, Y, Z. That's not yeah, how should, the world works. That's We should trade five Chechen rebels for this chick. Yeah, I don't I, I don't agree. I don't. Well, the, the person that they keep talking about. Um, the the massive arms dealer that we're going to do a, a swap for is it it just it, it it's a high price I'll put it that way and I I don't know my take is that we should bring the Americans back to America if they're in Russia I don't think she needs to skip the line because she's uh, a professional athlete um, especially since I'm pretty sure we have uh, soldiers over there that that they have in custody. Um, I, I'd have to check that, but I thought I, I read an article about one of them. But let's I'm not, still let's dealing not forget, with the- John. She wasn't taken over there against her will. She chose <laughs> to go over there and then broke the rules. There's been no evidence that this 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 doobie was planted on her, and this is no. all a political scam. She even she has said that. That's not the a, case. I, I, a series she, of personal risk assessments and choices led her to this position. And I'm still and, and dealing I, with the buyer's remorse of Bull Bergdahl for five terrorists. So well, I'm and, really not into making a trade for this one. And again, I don't want to get in a political show, but I say this at the beginning of every year. You are free to make the choices that you want to make, but you are not free of the consequences those choices bring. And and, and that's what, what we're dealing with here is 
There, there were choices made, a series of bad choices, and now we're dealing with the consequences of them. And you can't just go, well, we're because she's this, we're going to do that. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that that's crap. And I know that maybe I live in a utopia that is not the world in 2022, but it, it used to never be that way. <laughs> And I think that's part of the problem of why we're in the situation we're in now is because we allow that to happen. Her life force is being drained. She's too far away from that big tree. Oh, and what's she say when she comes back? I want it. I want this, someone to stick a microphone in front of her face and go, what do you think about this? I mean, did, has this changed your outcome or your outlook on anything? And maybe she does. Maybe I hope that on the day that they decide to, 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 to make this big, uh, uh, you know, trade oh, similar will to be a fantasy football trade in our league that no one looks at. It, it's it's this colossal trade of epic proportions that she comes back and and right off the airplane goes, man, I I kind of was wrong in this deal and 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 I live in the greatest country in the world and I didn't understand that because you you only know that or realize that when you don't or when you visit some of these other places and realize how great it is here and and, and it's not America. In every country you go to, things march to a beat of a very different drum. And I'm not saying that it's a great system here. There is in no way, shape, or form. I mean, I'm telling you, as a guy that's experienced how shitty the system can be uh, here in America, it's still better than anything else out there. I mean, and, and and hopefully that when she comes back, she can stand on a moral platform of a different uh, different situation whatsoever. And be an advocate instead of a detractor. And, and, and that's where I don't think that there's enough people doing that because this isn't a place where stuff like that happens. And, and, and thank God for that. I like America love a redemption story. So I hope we find our way to that. All right. Next thing. Um, I'll just read the headline. California couple left bikes in yard to lure thieves, beat them with bats, and posted the videos <laughs> to YouTube. This is what uh, awesome. this is what the article said. Vasilia residents Corey Cornut, twenty five, <laughs> and so I love how I don't read the names before. That's his real name, Corey, Corey Cornut. Cor- <laughs> You're not it's like corn pop. Up. Corn pop's a bad dude. <laughs> we finally found corn pop. There he is. Yes. He's alive. He of corn pump. Confirmed bad dude. Um, he's 25. His girlfriend, Savannah Grillot, Griot, whatever, is 29. They were arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon and conspiracy in connection with the series of at least four beatings, which took place between July and November near their home, according to the Vasilia Police Department. In the videos, it appears as if the suspects planted a bicycle in the front yard of their residence unsecured and waited for someone to try to steal that bicycle. Police said in the written statement, once someone tried to steal the bike, and this is where it gets good, um, the suspects would rush from the house and assault the individual with a baseball bat. I've seen <laughs> I've seen videos where people tie a bike to a tree or yeah. maybe uh, cut the seat in a way where when you sit on it, the seat post is going to go up your ass. I've never seen just, I mean, this is less moving parts. I, I appreciate the simplicity. Oh, gosh, they're going Corey full Kevin Cornut. McAllister in Home Alone. <laughs> I want a Corey Cornut baseball card with him holding a bat, like a tops. Oh, this gosh. guy loves Corey love Cornut it. rookie card. Having There's your bike stolen is so personal. 
I was just talking to a guy who had his bike stolen and he went on for a long time about it. Um, and I've had my bike stolen. There's something so offensive about it that you're just like, I want to find this guy. <laughs> and then you come to your senses, but I, I totally get it. If you've had multiple bikes stolen, I'd be like, I, I don't know that I'd run out and beat him with a baseball bat, but I also don't care that he did it. It's no different than getting your car key. It's the same person that does those things. And it's mm-hmm. personal and ridiculous. Good for Corey Corna. This is one of those deals <laughs> where a guy that 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 crawls through the attic, breaking in in the middle of the night, falls in and then sues the owner because he broke his arm. This is yep. crap. This is this is and what a what a by gosh feel good American story is this? Because <laughs> as I see Corey Cornut in my mind, let me tell you what he looks like. Similar to Batman. Nate Diaz on, on on a porch somewhere, sitting on a couch, and somewhere in Stockton, California, doing these kind of things. I mean, and I love it. I love it. I God saw, bless America. I saw the pictures. It looks like she's the sociopath who gets off on hurting people, and he's the flaky but willing accomplice. She's kind of hot in a way. She looks like a bit of a bitch. That always does something for me. I'm not right upstairs. Um, the real tragedy here is they have a kid. I saw one picture where they're holding a child. So I don't know if they're teaching this kid, but maybe it's a good thing. Maybe they're teaching this kid to protect his personal property. You know, I bet you could steal Joey Gallo's bike from his yard. He'd come out there and swing and swing and he'd never touch you. Get it? Because he's bad at baseball. Currently, currently, <laughs> he hasn't always been bad. No, he got a big paycheck because he was once very good. Um, is this I don't not know. his contract year? Is this his contract year? I'm not sure. He better hope not. He just got if he just got paid, that explains everything. He's putting up Lou Gehrig numbers and not in a good way. So he better hope he's not a contract year. Year after the contract, the big contract, what's the incentive? Nothing he's hitting. I don't know if this is a good thing. Um, this will be our last one. We're over an hour. Concord, Massachusetts had an all-woman police shift. The police department in Concord has made history, or should I say herstory. Herstory. With the very first all-woman shift. So basically there are no laws from 11 p.m. till 7 a.m. I dug into it, and it turns out they're not an official shift. They just all happen to coincidentally be on this same overnight shift. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. I have a theory that, that female cops are, are quicker to pull their weapon and use it. Um, I don't we're, know what we're, percentage. We're getting into dangerous territory here. <laughs> I don't know what percentage of women cops could arrest me if I was bound and determined to not be arrested. Jay Okerson has a theory that no woman cop could arrest him. He's a bigger dude. Um, <laughs> I would say 25% of women cops could arrest me. Really I, I like that they're treating it like it's a hockey line, like that <laughs> 70s line or something. It's like, we got the chick line out tonight. You really, yep. really needed to save this one for Angela. Oh, yeah, I should have. I should have. Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll bring it up again. Yep. We'll I have no back. comment. This, this hour at, and 12-minute session we're is going to be 15 minutes this, after the edit. <laughs> this sounds like a, a, a Kristen Wiig comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I promise you one of them looks like Melissa McCarthy. Just saying. You who are the Okay, so you, Rebel Wilson for sure. Tina Fey is Melissa the captain. Yeah. Uh Melissa McCarthy has to be in it. Oh, uh dang Probably it. Probably Tootie from Facts Alive. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Um, dang it. Uh, she used to be on Saturday Night Live, a little bit older, African American chick. Oh, I can't think of her name. Anyway, she's got Don King hair. Yeah, she's got the Don King hair. She'd awesome. be in there. So funny. Um, oh, oh damn it. Yep, I can see her. I can see her and in you know, brain. And and then Whoopi is the uh the sergeant who says, Give me your badge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we could, we could, yeah, we could shine this turd up a little bit better and come back next Saturday with it. All right, thank you Leslie everyone Jones. for listening. Leslie, Leslie Jones. Jones, Leslie Jones. Oh, I can sleep tonight. Boy, she's hot. Thank you everyone for listening. If you've come this far, then you like the show and you owe us a five star review on whatever platform you're using right now. I don't make the rules. If you already have, congratulations. You're a favorite kind of person, especially if you type some words in there. We're like kids. Any attention is good attention. You can say whatever you want. For example, you could say that host guy is the best. I bet he follows all the laws when he travels abroad. Or tell me the last time you raced through the Chicago loop. It doesn't matter what you type in there. As long as the little algorithm bots come by tonight and see text in there, it's all positive for us. Follow us on the social medias. We're off to enjoy the day. I suggest you do the same. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.